You're listening to the Disciple Community Podcast, sermons, teachings, and timely words from the Disciple Community Gathering at The Source Wichita in Wichita, Kansas. For more audio, video, and other resources for Christian growth and encouragement, visit thesourcewichita.com. How are y'all doing? Good stuff, huh? Um, so as I was thinking yesterday what to, you know, planning, what to say or how to start, I just, I just stopped. I'm not a planner. I'm not. This one here likes to write notes. I don't, which I have sometimes. But, you know, last night I really, just, just based on the experience last week, I decided not to write notes. Nothing wrong with pointers, but. So we've been away from service for a few weeks because of the baby, just a blessing. But I also got through, I mean, there's a blessing, but there's also a, you know, when there's a blessing, the enemy is always trying to screw up things. And we know that. We We don't need to be afraid, but we need to be aware. You know, I always say that. Be aware, not afraid. Um... So with the blessing of the baby, of course, not being around other believers, like it says in scripture to do, you, you, can, you can get dull, you can get discouraged, you can feel lonely. There's so many things that can happen when you're not meeting with the body of Christ. It is a real deal. It is the real deal. And I got to experience that. So um, I know that I was supposed to, we know, we knew that we we're supposed to get back, but I submitted to God and I submitted to my wife because she needed help. And it's one of the hardest things to do. I wanted to come by myself. I knew I could, maybe, and she could handle, because I go to work and she handles. But there is a part of me that said, no, you gotta stay and support her, especially on a Sunday. So, you know, I, I got to do something that I haven't done. I got to, to support my wife more than support myself. And that's something new to me. I've been a selfish person in the past, and I admit it. So, but something really cool came when, when we went through our struggles, you know, and we need people there, and everybody needs people there. Um, but we finally got back and, uh, man, and, and I, I cannot express the feeling because it's a feeling and I believe feelings are there for a reason, you know, not to react to them, but to really like look at them and respond in, in, in a godly manner. And when we came here, um, I cannot even remember what Jason was talking about. I can't, I was just in a good place. And, uh, but he said, he said a couple words that really impacted me. And he said that some people live their daily lives. You know, some people say, well, God, I want your will to be done. Okay. And they pray that fine. That's, that's nice. You know, the Lord's prayer, you know, your Bible. But then he said, some, some people get up in the mornings and they, and they ask God, what do you want me to do today? Those words, like it just, you know, they kind of hit me and, uh, and when something hits me, I try to pay attention because I know it's different. There's something there. There's something. Because I'm not one to ask, what do you want me to do? I'm, you know, I'm one to be like, okay, let's do this. You know, what can I do today? I, I like to help. I'm not, a, I'm not a lazy person in that sense. I like to sleep late and all those things. But when it comes to like get on it, I, I try to get on it, man. But that's the thing, man. The right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong time. The, it's still the wrong thing. So me trying to do the right thing all the time might not be the best thing or might not even be the will of God or might be the will of God, but timing is everything. So when he said that, the next, um, the next day, that Monday, I get up and I ask and I say, well, God, what do you want me to do today? And he even said some people live to say, 
what do you want me to do now? And then after that is gone, what do you want me to do now? And they asked that question several times a day and that blew my mind. I'm like, wow. And I, in that moment, I said, I want to be that person. And God knows my heart. God knows it. So he's going to help me get there. So next morning, I don't know what I read that evening. I think I read something about that woman bleeding or for 12 years. And, and um, she just touched um, Jesus' cloak or his robe. And then Jesus like, who touched me, you know? And, and the response was, you have been saved because of your faith, you know? Or you're being healed because of your faith, so go, go be in peace. So it was faith, it was faith, it was faith. So I don't know why that came to mind, but that would mix with me asking, what do you want me to do today? I get to work, and then somebody else brings that thing again about the woman and, and the faith and the, and the bleeding. So a lot of things were happening and not because I was thinking, what am I going to do today? Or I'm going to preach the good news. Yeah, some things are generic in the Bible. They're, they're spoken to the, old, to the old times, to the old timers. And for now, they're generic and we're supposed to follow them. Go put, put the good news out there. That is not, well, if I feel late, I'm going to do it. No, dude, it says it right there. Go do it. You know, some things are like that. But the whole thing about being led in the spirit we really had to fine tune with that because I heard that and I heard it again the morning, that morning. And it's so, it's so abstract that I'm trying to put it together in words. But it, it was more of a, I knew. And, and that's, I, I believe that where the spirit kicks in, in the I know more than I want. You know, so as soon as I heard that and I hear it again and I'm like, okay. You know, I hear it again. God has that way of confirming things just to make sure, you know. And then this guy, Jason, had been saying something about, you know, ask people. Get involved with people. Ask them how they're doing. You know, get out of yourself sometimes. Something like that, he said. And that morning, I'm standing there, just like my regular mornings, and this guy passes, and he's looking down. And I asked him, Corey, you all right, man? And he said, yeah, you know, kind of. But he did this. And usually, I would let it pass. Or I'm like, come on. Or I would say a joke or something. But I ask again, because sometimes it takes that. I ask, so what's going on? That second question is the one that shows people that you care. How's it going, man? It's going. That's the every day. Everybody does that. Ask somebody how they're doing. They're going to say, it's going. It's okay. I'm getting through. You know, another day, another day, same stuff. I don't know how many times. People don't like to intimate with others. They don't like to be intimate. Cause they don't trust they don't feel loved i don't know what's the deal dude but it, they don't so when you ask a second time which is what i did because he said me being here sunday sparked me to do something different so i want you to make sure to tie it all back to us coming here sunday and not because you have to be here it's because that's what god prescribes us like a medicine continue meeting sharpen iron with iron so you don't get dull it is, it is meeting here. So anyways, we got all the way. It's going to tie up to that. It, it, oh, so Corey said, I've, I've, been, I've been bleeding. I knew this already. I knew he's getting over cancer, colon cancer, something like that. I knew he had an issue with something. I've heard his things. I kind of prayed over him. I kind of like thought about it. But it, it hasn't really been precise man like the god of word does it man 
it's like a surgeon. When a surgeon goes in, he doesn't mess around and see, well, let me see if I can cut here a little bit and see what happens. No, he goes in with a mission. He knows where to cut and, and it's precise. And that's how I feel God does it in the spirit. When the timing is right, it's like a surgeon. It's like that double-edged sword that goes in, removes what needs to be removed, and then comes out at the right time and led by the spirit, not by ourselves. If we take that sword and we go in, we're going to mess up things sometimes because we want to do our waste sometimes or we want to say extra stuff that we're not supposed to say. Who knows? I'm learning. But he says that and boom, it clicks right there. I know that God has given me visions about healing people. I know that God has put that in my heart many times. And I've been very resilient to do it because I'm like, I don't believe in it. I, I, or I do believe it in the Bible, but I, do, I don't believe it that I can do it. Or I don't want to do it because what happens if it doesn't happen? Then I'm going to feel discouraged and I'm going to feel like a fool. Or what happens if I do it and it doesn't happen? How is that person going to think about my God? So many, so many doubts. You know, but it has been done in my time. Now, with this situation, man because it was spirit-led and this is where it all starts tying up starts then it goes back to tuesday later he goes to the back and i'm just standing there and i'm like all right all right i see it i, I was telling god okay okay so he's pulling me and i'm like okay i asked him this morning what could i do for him man and i knew got my buck my butt back there to where he's working with the chicken that room stinks you know, I just go all the way back there. And I told him, I've done this before, but not the same. And I start talking to him and I put my hands on him and I told him he's going to be healed. So I spoke healing upon him instead of praying for it. I was in an assignment more than an asking, um, more than in an asking uh, mode, I guess. And when God led, led when he leads you to do something, then we, we carry this special courage to just move upon that instead of asking for something that is already put in, 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 into our hands to move to. I, I, as I said in group, like that's like when I play paintball. I don't say to the coach or to the guy, can you please shoot for me? Or I pray that this gun is shoot by you, God. And then, dude, you have it in your hands. You don't start shooting outside. Why? Because there's people around. It, we're going there to play, but there's a time and a place to shoot the gun. And it's once I cross the thing, once they, they say one, two, three, go, and then they, 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 they do the whistle thing, then it's time to use it. But I have that gun in my hands since the moment I come in. So I'm thinking, wow, I do have that power in my hands always, but when is it the right time? So guys, because it was the right time at the right moment, I moved and the results, and I tried to, to, to not let this be a prideful thing to me to feel like, but I know when it's God, man, people break down and start crying right in front of me. And the cool part is he says, get out of my room. I don't, you, you're going to make me cry. And, you know, one could take that as an offense, but for me it was like, wow. I just walk, I'm like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. I know how it feels because I've done, done it before. I'm like, get out of here. I don't want you to see me crying because we're not used to this dude, this man is in my chicken room telling me something that I'm not sure if I believe and I'm here crying. That's, dude, that wrecks people's lives. But it's what brings upon change. So I walked away. I knew upon that moment that I was the spirit. Then I had to remove myself. It's always the spirit, but. 
And then I asked a couple more guys there. I'm like, please pray in agreement with me that he will be healed. That part, I'm not sure if God wanted it that way, but I'm like, there's two more believers there. Just keep, just say a prayer. Kind of like to just dump more good stuff on that what just happened there. Which I don't know. Jesus, when he did it, when he said stuff, it would just happen. He didn't know two or three or more. It was just right there in the moment. So maybe, you know, I'm, I'm still getting there, but I do want to share the being moved by the Spirit. Now, um, we come to Tuesday group after that. And of course, we're, we're talking about marriage and all this stuff, and we're here. But then I'm, I start bringing that because I'm all excited about it. You know, and I had to tell him, hey, because you said this, this happened. You know, and I told him, I'm not trying to make your ego get big because I know he knows. And I want him to know that I know that I'm saying it from a good place and that it's not me. I'm, I'm telling you, hey, you need to know this. You know, not to feel cocky, but you need to, you need to know it's good. You know, when you do good actions, it's, it's, it's good. It's good to encourage us. Hey, man, that what you did. Make sure you do it like that again because you had a different result. So it makes us be more, okay, you know, it, it encourages, it, it, it edifies the church. Now, if you want to get cocky about it, that's your business, but you shouldn't. And definitely with him, I know he doesn't. Um, I don't know how the conversation started, but I started talking about it. And for a while, I've been trying to get up in the mornings. And... Uh, I know that there's something about the mornings that when you get up, you know, you meet with God, you give him your first time and all that. And I know that that's a, that's a place where I want to get, but I have been battling, man, when I don't get up. Because I do have to get up at 6, 6.30. Sometimes I get up, sometimes I don't. And I beat myself when I don't. Because I'm like, okay, I'm going to work, I'm putting all these things, but I'm not putting God first. So there's a massive amount of guilt being built on my shoulders. And I know better, that's the thing. So I try to keep hitting that mark. If I don't get up in the morning, it's not good enough. It's not right. Going back to that Monday, that Monday I did not get up at 6. I got up at 6.30. I slept that extra half an hour. In my mind, somehow half an hour is going to make the difference. God spoke to me and in that day. He moved in such a massive way those three days. And I did not get up in the morning. So he picked up where he needed to pick up. He was kind of showing me, I don't need you to do certain things. I would like you to meet with me sometimes earlier, make sure. And I do. Before I go to work, I drive there and all that. So we do. But he was, I feel like he was telling me, dude, you don't need, I don't need your works necessarily to make me respond. He says, I will act upon you and hopefully you respond. You know, I do believe if it's nice in the morning to you, you give your day to God. Man, and we can do that in the shower, to be honest, right before. Now, do I want to get to a place where I, I get up in the morning and I create some discipline for me to maybe, because in the afternoons I'm a little too busy, so maybe make some time to put some, some word in me? Sure, but there's no need for guilt. And to be honest, the Bible was a recompilation of, of things that happen, testimonies from other people, which he also said that. And he brought to mind... We are the Bible. We are the New Testament. Our, a new book is being written as we walk. So why are we here beating ourselves that we have to read a book in order for that to work in our lives? No, that might be an experience that did for them. I bet Paul didn't see the one one ones that I saw. 
So he's no less holy than me or Abraham. He didn't, I, didn't, I don't think he saw those ones because it's not written. But that was my moment. And if I was to write a book or somebody was to write a book about me, they will write about the, those one one ones. What are gonna pe people be doing? Oh God, okay, I need to see the one one ones. Please see me. And if I don't see them, then it's not good? No, wrong, all wrong. So that Tuesday, guys, in group, I didn't wanna say it, but I said it. Because sometimes we don't wanna show our dirty laundry. And what a safer place to do it than here. If we don't expose um, infection or something that we know that is feeling weird, it's not gonna get healed. That's like going to a doctor and hiding it or not telling your parents. The moment you do this and you show it, right there you got some light on it. It starts healing automatically. Get some air, some eye, you know, like you let it air. The person that cares about you looks at it and they're like, okay, we need to do this. From the moment you pull up the sleeve, and I did it. I said, man, I'm feeling this about getting up in the morning. I thought in my mind, that's a pretty stupid thing to bring up. Guess who was trying to trick me? Because I, I knew there was a pool. I'm like, don't say that, don't say that. They're talking about Mary, shut up. And I'm like, uh -uh, hold on. <laughs> like, so I brought it out. And Christine started talking, and then Jason, and then Dan, and I mean, dude, and I started feeling this stuff. I don't even know how to explain it. And I feel like this thing just drops, like, like there's clarity, and all the fogginess goes away. And it was pretty much speaking truth until, into a place of my life that, that I have been battling. And once again, it was, we were meeting there for one reason, and, and church is, church is gonna be a church, and who, guess who leads it? God, the Spirit, not Jason, not me. We're instruments. So he decides, and I'm, I'm thinking here, because the way I used to lead group, I used to be pretty harsh sometimes because everybody would want to start talking. Kareel, Rachel, everybody. Freaking mess. And I'm here thinking, if these are not the results, if we don't see breakthrough, I'm not doing very much. So I was stuck in, in that pattern. So I'm here coming and putting that on Jason, but I'm looking at Jason and I'm like, this dude is pretty chill about this mess because we're all talking and I'm doing what they were doing. But in that moment, God showed me another lesson. And he said, I'm here to lead this. You're here to facilitate it, but I'm here to lead it. You know, so they start just speaking all these things. And this is like, I told you. And I'm like, wow, she did. You know, because sometimes we need to hear from two or three. Just, you know, it needs to be confirmed. Not that we don't trust our spouses, but it happens. And man, like I knew it was God because he really felt like, and he felt like, whew, and, and, yeah, like I was like, it's like I discovered like a bunch of gold in a corner. I was like, is this real? Like I was freaking out in a good way. And, um, and I, I, it's like I came into the knowledge and the understanding, because that's the part that hit. I got to understand the freedom when things are led by the Spirit. And it really took a big weight off my shoulders. Because now it's a matter of what, what, and asking instead of I want or why, or you know, it's trust in me and don't lean on your own understanding. I have preached that to my wife, to myself, so many times, but the deepness of it came to happen upon Tuesday. Um, 
Jason comes to me and I'm like, dude, I'm so glad you said that because this is has, what's been in my heart and God brought it all the way around just as a reminder that our ministry, and I texted him that evening and I said, Jason, your ministry is powerful, is valuable, and it's necessary. You know, but the devil wants to make us doubt. Not even this, man, the kitchen. I mean, if you really want to go there, the kitchen. I was standing there eating, and I'm just, boom, in my eyes. I didn't have a kitchen to do the catering thing that God wanted me to do. Why? Because he wants to bring the word of God and the gospel in the houses that I go. There's atheists, people getting drunk, people saying stupid stuff that need to get out of that. And guess who gets to get to their own houses to serve them in their own tables, a service to them? Me, with rent a chef. But what kitchen am I using? God's kitchen, Jason's kitchen. And Jason said, man, I doubted that they're going to let you use it because of this, this, this. You know, he knows. But then God again says, hold on, I'm going to change that. Boom, breaks another pattern that we think we know. Because we're here trying with these brains to fit a, a majestic uh, being into these brains. So we need to stop asking whys. Not, not because it's wrong, but we need to, start, to stop asking whys and, and start saying what. What do you want me to do? Because it's in trust and in patience and in allowing, guys, you have to do this. You have to experience what I experienced. Stop freaking out and, and, and wait. Wait. Not like for real. Wait. Here's the deal. The trick, the trick, one of the tricks of the enemy, I'm going to expose it right now, is, is if it's not happening, it's not working. If there's a delay, it's not working. If it feels this way, it's not working. Delay, feelings, if it's not happening. All those are a matter of timing. And God's time is not whose time? It's not our time. So the trick is, it's not even the trick, it's what God says. You know, wait on my time. Be led by the Spirit. And what is that? You just wait. But there shouldn't be any condemnation or guilt in the process. And I used to do, I feel like I was being inefficient. That's what Jason said. And that's a lie. If there's one person here, one person that assists, one person that I serve, if there's one person that hears a message, that was more impactful than a thousand people sitting here than me catering a thousand people. It is not about the numbers, guys. It's about what the Spirit wants to do. You know who that one out of the 99 was? Me, Tuesday. Well, not the 99, but I guess what it was, like nine of us. <laughs> and it made a difference. So instead of that guilt that I feel from call, I need to call my friends in daily basis and let them know and check on them, and I feel all this pressure, I need, I need, I need. Uh-uh. Now I'm, I need, so, I, I was going to say I, but it was not I. This, the Spirit, God, shifted that, that, there's a renewal of our minds that brings freedom, but it's the way God does things. There is a renewal, a different way that we think now. And that way is to be led by the Spirit. Because it, there's an impact. God is precise. There is a move to be made. It's like chess. And that move needs to be made precise. And we can only know that move if we listen, if we talk. Guys, there's nothing wrong with intention. And I know you guys have good hearts, so do I. But man, intentions out of time, they're not precise. 
they're sloppy. And God doesn't work in 99.9%. It has to be 100. It can be the 99. There cannot be any wiggle because that's all the enemy needs. The enemy needs that wiggle, that little crack to get in. Boom. And when he gets you, he puts um, condemnation, guilt. Oh, there's that inefficiency. No, guys. Like, we really need to be asking and wait. There's a ministry that God has put in my heart, and Rachel knows it because she has been witness of, of it happening, and it's to go minister or be a father to orphans in Brazil. I haven't forgot about it. Guys, and guess what? I tried to start making it work, and I feel guilty because it was not working. Guess what? There's a lot of work to be done in my life before I get there. If I cannot handle uh, this lady and a child, what makes you think that I can handle... 50 freaking Brazilian kids kicking a ball, screaming, and then the moms or the drug dealer dad trying to scream at me. Who knows? Because in Brazil, there's craziness, just like in my country. You know? So there's work being done before I get there. But what do I need to do? Chill the heck out. Listen to the spirit. And start responding instead of reacting. So all that, and it's, I know it's all over the place, but it boils down to asking instead of doing. And don't fall in that trap of, of inefficiency or inactivity or you're not doing anything. Obligation. That's the law. The whole thing that was spoken to me, law brings death. I couldn't understand it. I know that verse, but I couldn't. And it was that night that I understood and that that veil has been just torn, another veil. I know there's the veil of Christ and salvation, and I get it. But I feel like through life, there's, there's parts of our lives that need to shed, just like a snake. You know, it, it starts shedding. You start the shedding process, but, and what a beautiful thing, guys, when you find the freedom. I'm sure a lot of you are already there, so you guys are like, awesome, dude, thank you. Like, you got there. But for me, this thing is brand new. And that's, I think, from faith to faith, we, we discover brand new. And what an amazing feeling, guys. So you might feel discouraged and the, and the next breakthrough might be right there, you know? But listen to this. And it's also not about the breakthroughs because a lot of times we measure our progress. Okay, if I'm feeling this way, if I'm feeling... No, man. Wherever you are, it's part of it. So it's not about that breakthrough. It's not about the... Hardly Davidson used to say that. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Guess what? That is biblical. I bet they started from there. Everything is biblical. People make it their own TM, trademark. No, it's not about where you get through the breakthrough. No, it's about everything that made part of it. Because the best books, you don't go to a book, for those of you who like reading, I don't like reading, but for those of you that like reading, you don't go to the last page and find out. Or for us that don't like reading but love movies, we don't go to the theaters and say, Ford everything, let me see the end. We don't. We enjoy the movie and it builds up. But how do we like to see somebody's story? But we don't like to live our own story, you know? We need to start living a story and, and be patient with it. Wait for the Lord to act upon a situation. And is this very easy to be said, guys? But I'm going through it, so I'm not afraid of being said. Because I know I will be tested based on what I say today. And I'm fine with that. Because I'm already being tested on it. And I'm going to continue to be tested. So waiting. Waiting is a thing that we don't want to do. But when we wait, the Spirit comes. It really happens, guys. One of the main things that hinders prayers is us moving upon something instead of waiting. Oh, that prayer never came through. Guess what? You move on it too soon. You screw it up. You pull out the cake out of the oven too soon. That's why it's soggy in the middle. 
Leave the cake there. Let God do this. Ding! Pull it out. We need to start listening for the ding. Right? So I want to start doing that. I want to start waiting for the ding. So you can pull the brownies out, okay? The oven, okay? That's all I have, guys.